right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey, hey. How's it going, well, Chuck? Uh, good, man. Happy New Year. Dude, we well, are at the doorstep for the new year. It's crazy how fast this year's gone. I would say I'll see you in 2023, but I'll <laughs> still see you again in 2022. Yeah. I'll see, I'll see you next year. What one last time? Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be good. We're going out to dinner for New Year's Eve. Uh I don't we don't usually do a lot of plans for New Year's. So it's it's cool that we're going out and we're having dinner and um probably won't be too late of a night. I, I generally don't stand for New Year's for the fireworks and all that kind of shit, but uh oh, it's gonna be a good time. I'm glad you guys can join us. Yeah, no, thanks for the invite and look forward to it. So yeah, be a for nice sure. way to to ring in the new year. Yeah, definitely. So as we are getting closer to the new year, right, we have watched, I know I have, and I, just from all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, we have watched a ton of TV shows, movies, all that stuff over the year. I we, We're going to talk about our top 10 today, and it was a pretty hard time to talk about it, but just looking down my list, I made a list of like 37 things that I watched at least this year, all the way through. Um it's going to be pretty fun trying to knock down the top 10. I don't know how many, how many did you manage to write down that you watched 2022 total? So I wrote down 42 originally. I crossed one out because I'll just say it advanced uh, station 11 because the majority of the episodes were in 2021 and I had it as my top show of the mid year. Yep. Um, so I decided to leave it off it, if I left it on, it would be in my top 10, but um, we'll leave that as my top show 2021. So, um, but yeah, I ended up, and then I looked and I had another show twice. So, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> or no, I had Mandalorian and it didn't, it didn't, wasn't this year, it was last year. So, that's I had the same was. problem. Yeah. So it's a tough one with station 11 because that, that break between last year and this year, because um, welcome to Chippendales is having the same problem where it is going to spill over into the new year, but it's technically from this year. So it's like, uh, but yeah. Well, even the show like 1923, which I'm going to list as something later. I haven't watched it yet. And I think there's been two episodes and then there'll be majority will be next year. So you know, I mean, it's this is just for fun and it's not like, you know, that big of a deal. But so you'll find some that maybe are split. But I think oh, we're, going, uh, we're going full hot take. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I think I'm, my list is going to piss piss a lot of people off because <laughs> uh, I have a lot of I have a few things in there that I, I ranked some stuff really low and we'll go through the whole list after we tear a top 10 so definitely um but it was fun we both had kind of a system we discussed uh how we did our rankings offline and um it was fun to kind of revisit what we watched this year and i think as we look at like our bottom shows one that we shared watched together there'll probably be some similar themes around like our oh, last yeah. like <laughs> our bottom shows of the year um yeah we should name our worst show of the year that we watched and and quite frankly there was like two or three shows documentary kind of things that i watched this year that were really good that i forgot what the titles were i was searching for this one this one and i couldn't remember what i watched it on i know it's about couldn't find the title couldn't find it anywhere so i mean there's some things that we probably missed um 
But if y'all don't know, we do a pretty good job of Mike maintains a spreadsheet and I go through it about once every like four months and and, and add to it <laughs> um, with all what we're watching and stuff. So um, we try to do a good job of kind of keeping track of what we're watching. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. And, you know, I, th- I think both of us took nearly 40 shows, give or take. Right. Yeah. And we looked at like top half shows that we really love. And then there's the bottom half. And then you did a top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40. Um, I stuck with the top half and the bottom half. And then I picked my top 10 from the top. And then I just mm. started working my way down. It was a little bit more difficult that way. Probably should have did it your way. But uh, it was pretty fun to, to knock it out. Um, and then I also looked at what networks we were watching. And yeah. I far and away, I mean, there's three that ran away with it. Um, just of all the shows that we've watched. Um, yeah, like eight, HBO Max. I'm assuming. Yeah, HBO Max, Hulu, and Netflix were the top three of the networks that I watch. Yeah, and I have um, I've watched some stuff like on Disney Plus that you don't watch, um, and on Apple TV, and on Peacock and Paramount Plus. Now, a I'm not spoiler, big into the cartoon Star Wars stuff, so I'm not I'm not hip on the Disney now. I'm just messing with. <laughs> a, a little spoiler. I have zero Netflix shows in my top 10. Wow. Wow. So that's where I think some people are going to be irritated with my list. But um, refresh my memory. Was Ozark this year? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. That was a Netflix show. Okay. All right. I was making sure. Yeah. No, there's no Netflix show broke your top 10. No, but there are a few that were worthy. For sure. The top 10. It's For just sure. so much good shows, so many good shows this year. There's so many, yeah. And there was a lot that were really kind of um, tailored to what I like. Yep. So it and was it was hard. There were a lot of shows that we didn't watch. I know I made a list of, of it has to be 20 shows that I didn't get around to watching that I really want to. Um, and then, of course, there's shows coming next year that we're going to put on a list that we want to watch. Um, but um, do you want to start with your top 10 and we just work our way down like we did the yeah. Christmas tops? Let's do that. And then, yeah, let's do a top 10 and we'll we'll list our we'll go through from there. So, yeah, we'll go descending order 10 to 1. And if we uh, if someone has one higher on the list or low towards number one, then we'll wait to talk about it. So let's see, for your number 10, what do you have? So for my number 10, it's an Apple TV show. I don't think you've watched it yet, but it's Echo 3. Ah, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's a great like special forces movie about these guys trying to get this guy's wife out of uh, Colombia slash Venezuela. It's a really great new show that just started. I think there's one episode left, and I think it drops today. So uh, yeah, yeah, Apple likes the Friday drop, yeah. They do, so- they do. Because yeah. I hadn't watched Slow Horses uh, today yet. Oh, me either. Me either. Yeah. Okay, we're, yeah. We're both going fresh into that one. Yeah. Next week, we talk about the final. Uh, yeah. So. I like it. What was your number 10? So my number 10 is Barry. Oh. It's on HBO Max. Do you have that in your top 10? It's not in my top 10. Uh, so I have it in my top 10 because, I, I mean, I think there was a big layoff, right, for COVID between yes. three and four. And it took a few episodes, I think, to get going. But then, like, 
the second half of the season was amazing. In the oh, yeah. like the winner with the motorcycle, I think it was episode seven. Yep. Um, was just wonderfully shot, and then the finale. So like, it's such an interesting show because I'm not gonna spoil anything, but you know, big things happen at the in the season finale, and so. Barry could go on forever or go on for it could come back next year and something be totally different. Right. So, um, I think, um, they do a great job with that show and, um, and blanking on, uh, uh Bill Hader yeah. is pretty amazing. And during the season, I listened to a podcast where they interviewed him about each episode, like after the episode, and it was really good. Just how, his thought process behind the show. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to probably have a lot of different ones. So it'll be interesting to see. I yeah, know we have some similar ones, but I had Barry season three. I, I believe it was season three at 15. No, season four. I think it was season four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah, it. I had three it or four. Yeah. I had it at season. I had it at 15. So it, it definitely broke the top 15, but it was, it was a heartbreak for top 10. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where this this season of TV, this year of TV was so good, and we're gonna have a lot of that. My ten to twenty could be a, a top ten year. You know, oh yeah, uh, any other year. So, um, what did you have for number nine? So number nine, I had Ozark. Oh, I do not have that in my top ten. Oh wow, yeah, Ozark season four, amazing season. As we know, the finale on Netflix. So um, I guess I, d- I do have like two that broke my top 10 from Netflix. But yeah, Ozark, Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, amazing season into the sh- series. Do I wish some things were a little different? Yeah. Do we make a lot of fun for the guy, fun of the guy for one- just wanting a signature? Yeah. But it was totally <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it was the first show we podcasted about. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's where, I mean, that's the sentimentality. I have it as number 16 on my list nice. and I, I think for me it kind of dragged on a little bit and I'm guessing because I mean it was broken in two halves and there was what like 14 episodes total yeah. Yeah. um it was really good so I'm not it's a really great show and Jason Bateman's awesome Laura Lenny for sure the signature gag guy the kids were great the whole cartel um yeah, it's just I found 14 other things better, in my opinion. But it's a really great show. It totally was fun great. to watch. And I mean, that was that was kind of like got me back on the Netflix train when Ozark came out, um, you know, for, for probably five, six years ago. Originally, six years right? ago, yeah, if you include yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, good pick. That was a tough one. Uh, my number nine is Tokyo Vice. Oh yeah, that that's that's uh, number six for me. It's almost cracking okay. the top top fiver. Yeah. All right, so we'll wait to talk about that when we get down there. Uh, what do you have for number eight? Uh, number eight for all mankind season three. So I had that at eleven. That oh was, yeah, that was the hardest show to keep out of my top ten. In all honest, in all honesty, because we'll get to this later. But tell me why you had it as number eight. Me, I just love the show. I, I, you know, the fact that they jumped ten years every time, and how the season ended, where like there was that terrorist attack on on JSC, 
and yeah. Margot like winds up not to spoil anything, but like winds up somewhere where you don't expect her to. Um, mm-hmm. And Joel Kinnaman is just, <laughs> I think it might be his last season. I don't know. He's just aging out of the show, I think, but there's, it's just an incredible run of how they're doing it every 10 years. And now they're going to be even more on Mars and going beyond that. So really looking forward to the next season, but just a great alternate history TV show. And you and I love alternate history. I think yeah. that's a huge reason why we both watch it. Yeah. Yeah. If I did this again, I may, it would probably slip back into the top 10, but I had a couple recency bias that kind of pushed it out. Yeah. But everything you said is it's one of the most fun shows to watch. And season one kind of got a, I liked season one a lot, but season two and three, the just like going to outer space. It's oh. like, it's like in, in the last season, I mean, basically you had your, a lot of characters are starting to move on because they're going to be age out of the, the progression of the show. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting the next season if Joel Kinnaman and Karen and uh, will and Margo like you know they're going to be like in an old folks home or they're going to be dead off screen or something. I don't know. But oh oh god yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that theory off screen. But yeah, Joel Kinnaman's just in a wheelchair next time. Like yeah, yeah. oldest man <laughs> like, put into space. <laughs> yeah, and you had like he watches all the launches like on TV. They show like just have a camera inside of his. Uh, his, his room but. the Truman showing him yeah yeah that's great um no yeah what do you stuff. have for number eight I had the white lotus at number eight nice I have that much higher I have that at number okay, three well, yeah all right we'll wait to talk about that yeah uh what'd you have at number seven uh number seven stranger things season four so I had that at 15 oh yeah so that was that was a Ozark and Stranger Things, well, I say most of my stuff in my 11 through 19 and 11 through 20 were like, I could have squeezed any of those into my top 10. Oh, yeah. But tell me it's, about Stranger Things. The margin for like 10 through 15 are very, very close. It's narrow yeah. margins that are just keeping them out. But uh, Stranger Things, the whole time I'm thinking it's like the final season of the show, but love Eddie love his like heavy metal shit listening to like um, uh, he was playing master of puppets on top of the trailer who we all thought would be like a totally different character. Um, But going against Vecna and all of that stuff. um, I just really loved the show when it first started and I can't wait to see how it ends next year um, with, with season five. But uh, I love the the side characters that they pour in because it's like, yeah, okay, we know Dustin and uh, 11 and everybody else. And then they sprinkle on these side characters. You're like, Oh, that's why I like this show. So when I think that's, I mean, you see from the first season to now, the progression and kind of like the 80s E.T. style, like kind of kitty story versus almost like the horror story with them as high school, yeah. college age kids. Um, adding the stoner element with the pizza boy, um, I forget <laughs> his name. And uh, pineapple on your pizza, try before you deny. Yeah, I don't care. I've never tried that. Um, (laughs) Nope, never separating them out and the journey of them to get everybody to get back. There's a little, there's a couple potholes in getting back to from Russia for sure, like things like that. But I think it's a great show and it's really hard uh, to keep out of a top 10. Um, it's just fun, it's fun to watch. That's what I think a lot of my shows in my 11 through 19 are 
like fun to watch and yeah i've had some of the most fun watching them like for all mankind and there'll be another show i want to talk about that's not my top 10 that's like my favorite show to watch that's like the most fun to watch but nice um my number seven i had we own the city ah see this was one that i did not watch tell me about it yeah so that's uh it's john bernthal and it's about the gun trace task force in baltimore based on a true story um it's by the people that did the wire and it's just very it's like six episodes or an hour a piece it's gritty it's baltimore it's it's basically the cops are basically running like a almost like their own crime syndicate they when they make um they kind of profile people make bus put guns on them to arrest them mm-hmm. Or, or if they know a drug dealer is there and they can't catch them with something, they put something on them so they can raid their house and then they steal money from, you know, from like their closet. And, yeah. you know, they split it among their team and stuff like that. So there's real stuff that happened. You can real, real articles about it. But Jesus, John, John Bernthal's Wayne Jenkins. And that is fantastic. It's like he's really good. It's it's crazy. It's so good. I don't that's a great I, character name for him too, by the way, yeah. Wayne Jenkins. That's yeah. He chose that name. I know it. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, "All right, John, your character's name is going to be Bill Johnson." He's like, "I'm Wayne Jenkins." <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. he's got but a he's great got, podcast too, by the way. Does yeah. he really? Ooh. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So he's got kind of the the Baltimore like accent that kind of sounds like mayor from east town with water and like the way he talks and there's like it's like really slow and drawn out he's trying oh, yeah. he's doing, it's amazing it's what it's such a killer dialect yeah nice. we need to hire his dialect coach who he is. <laughs> but i recommend watching that it's, it's it's just like it's like six episodes so it's easy to burn through nice uh what do you have for number six Number six, Out of Range, Amazon Prime. Oh, I had that as number 19. And, like, it was in my top 10 at the mid-year. And to be honest, like, I said, this is one of... So I'll just kind of... I was going to say this, Sam, but, like, Out of Range was one of the most fun shows to watch of the year. Yeah. Because it was so fucked up and so wild fucking and off like, the wall yeah <laughs> like a, a mountain would just disappear like the hole would appear it would close up that like poker scene where like that buffalo head just like pops on the door like what yeah is I, there gonna be season two there better be because there better be some explaining going on because that shit was amazing uh, yeah that's i don't know tell me tell me more but with you know Josh Brolin, I did not expect him to do a show like this. Yeah, it's so I don't know. It slaps <laughs> for, yeah. for to to quote you know Severance. It slaps. Um, <laughs> it has been renewed for a second season, so that's a good deal. Okay. Yeah, but no ETA. Um, but it's just a crazy show about time travel and about consequences. Um, and then there's uh, Imogene Poots, right, who plays yeah. Traveler amazing performance especially when she's in the like the gas station bathroom and she's talking to herself and she's like fuck 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 like like she is losing her shit and josh brolin is just trying to hold everything together 
Um, Josh out Brolin, on man. Josh out, Brolin, too. Guy's crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're out in like what I, I can't remember that. It's like Montana, I think. Um, and it's just like this weird sci-fi supernatural it's a sci-fi thriller. western yeah, western yeah like yeah multiverse i don't know time travel yeah take the dark and probably yellowstone and that's what you got <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that show really kicked ass it, it was it was weird but it was really good it was so good i mean josh brown's character name is royal abbott like raw i mean raw. just raw raw <laughs> abbott it's just like it's it's great. It's yeah. great. So it's great. Would you yeah, have at number good, six? Good choice. Yeah. I had slow horses at number six. Ah, I have this at number five. All right. So we let's talk about that now because you're not gonna have my number five because you don't watch it. So actually um, I have that at number four. Sorry about that. My okay. number five yeah, is something else. All right. Well, let's talk about that when we get to that. Um yeah. what do you have number five? Number five, Tokyo Vice. All right. So let's talk Tokyo Vice. I had this high up the list. Great show. For some reason, I, as a kid, was always drawn to like Japan and Tokyo and that whole. Yeah. I think we talked about it when we first started watching it. We were like, I'm weirdly geeking out about Tokyo and like wanting to book a trip there. I don't yeah, know both, what it was. <laughs> both of us had the uh, had the same kind of like reaction of we wanted to go there. Um, like we wanted to book a, like a flight. Yeah. When we started watching the show. And um, I was trying to think of even how I heard of it. And I think I, think I just, it was basically on um, a podcast and they were talking about, they were talking to Michael Mann and he was talking about it because it's Michael Mann who did Heat yep. and other classics. He was doing Tokyo Vice. I think he directed at least a, first episode but he was kind yeah. of the brain behind that about not obviously the story is based on a real real guy right um but michael mann was a producer on that and i just started on podcast and then of course seeing it on hbo and then watching it, it's just like it's visually stunning yes and just the story like of the american journalist uh doing stories on the yakuza yeah Guy it's from like Missouri. A, like a neo noir yeah. set in Tokyo with the you know the neon lights and it's it's crowded right because Tokyo is this humongous city in this small area and he's this journalist who's just trying to make his way and then stumbles upon this really messed up like yakuza group and then he teams up with Ken Watanabe right who's this detective and shit just doesn't go the way you think it does like he winds mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ansel Elgert ends up doing like crack with a source yeah well dude we, we just i just called ansel Elgert and ken watanabe like baby driver yeah freaking is amazing and ken so watanabe good. is amazing like yeah. it's just i don't know it's 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 definitely a one of the top 10 shows of the year yeah and we both had it in our top 10 and it's I don't know how popular it was because I don't know many people that watched it, but everybody that I told to watch it that started watching it was like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. So it's it's uh, like there wasn't enough advertising for it because it was yeah. like, oh, like there's that show on HBO, Tokyo Vice. I don't really well, know anything about it. And once you watched like, it, you were fucking hooked. 
And it's almost like neo-noirs are like that, right? They're not just yeah. like super popular. Or maybe it's expected as a movie. Uh, and it seems, uh, you know, more in line for usually those type of stories. But it was brilliant. It was really good. Yeah, I think yeah, I think HBO just real, real quick has a. I I think they have a hard time propping up like noir crime TV shows because even this the the reboot of Perry Mason that HBO did, which season yeah. two is coming next year, yeah, had like little to no like following marketing at all, and it was a terrific performance, just like yeah, Tony advice. I've got to watch because see, I I did the same thing. I saw like the coming soon trailer. And for Perry Mason, I was like, oh, I got to watch it. And then when it came out, I never watched it and then forgot about it. And then when I watched what's coming in 2023, I saw Perry Mason, too. And I'm like, oh, my God, I watched that. And speaking of that, we, we'll talk about this then, because did you watch the trailer for coming in 2023? I did. On HBO? I, I think I saw it while uh, watching White Lotus or something. Yeah, yeah, I almost lost my freaking mind. So we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, Would you have a number yeah. five? Number five, I had The English. Ah, did not get to it yet. It's 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 out of range without the with more syphilis and uh, less holes in the ground and futuristic stuff. Amazing. So it's Emily Blunt. It's a, it just came out on Amazon Prime. My only Amazon Prime entry of the top ten, and I think that one's on Netflix. No, no, it's on Amazon Prime. Is it really? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I got that wrong then. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Amazon Prime, and uh, that's why no one knows about it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what network is on. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Emily Blunt and Chasky Spencer and multiple other people that I didn't know, but it's just like a six-episode. Um, she's an English woman who goes to America in the 1800s, to seek vengeance for her son's death. Mm. And it's not what you think it is. And there's some really good characters that come along um, throughout the show. So it's a, uh, it's, it's, be it, it was shot like with the, like a, it takes, it was shot in Spain and it's like an old West show. There's a little couple pieces like in England but majority of it is in the supposed to be in like um, Kansas, like in the Midwest in the 1800s. And it was shot like with old style cameras. And it's just very, it's visually beautiful and well shot and well um, like photographed and shot. The story is a little slow at times. It's a great story, and there's gonna you're gonna feel like you missed an episode. I think we talked about this on yeah. another podcast, but like you'll reach a point in one episode, you're like, wait, did I skip an episode? Because this, who is this guy? Who is this? Who are these people? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Even in the final, in the in the finale, like episode six, I'm like, wait, is that? Wait, how did? They? And it was kind of like mind blowing some of the stuff and you kind of figure it out. And I read like multiple critics reviews and some of them, like nobody had like the same, like figured it was just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's really good though. It's Emily Blunt does a great job. Nice. That's so, a big get. That's a big casting. Um, considering she's done the, um, quiet place, like 
one and yeah. two, and now they're working on three. So like, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a big get. That's not John Krasinski's wife, is it? That it is. Oh wow, ja- Jack, Jack Ryan's Jack Ryan. wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else did he play in? Other I than the know, office? <laughs> no, I only know him on Jack from Jack Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah. He's looking for Pam. Yeah. <laughs> is that what Jack Ryan's about? I think so. Pam gets kidnapped and they're looking for uh, Pam. I think it's between that and the ghost of Benghazi. Uh, 13, uh, 13 oh. hours. Because <laughs> Roy's in that too. Yeah. Roy's in that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Would you have a number uh, four? Uh, four. Wait, would you have a number five? Uh, number five, Tokyo Vice. Oh, okay. Uh, number four, I had Severance. Ah, see, I have that much further up. All right. And what did you have a four? Slow Horses. All right, so we've talked about slow horses before. Yep. I'm assuming we're having seasons one and two since they're both. I guess I guess season one came out this year. I yeah. Mainly focused on season two, but yeah, um, show's just a banger, man. Another, I think some of the themes with like Tokyo Vice wasn't was like seven episodes. Eight, yep. maybe. We on the City was six. Slow Horses was six. The English was six. Now. Out of range was get... like seven. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Slow Horses we've talked a lot about, but Gary Oldman, um, Kristen Scott Thomas, just uh, Olivia Clark was in the first uh, season this year, who was in um, Game of Thrones. Was, yeah, she's um, not she's not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> she's not coming back to Slow Horses. She's got too much on her plate with uh House of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she kind of died in the hospital the first season, but that's what they well, want maybe. you to think. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna come <laughs> yeah. back like four seasons later. What it yeah, she'll they'll recast her and just say she had like, you know, a new face because she's you know a spy. Um yeah. but Gary, dude, yeah. Gary Oldman would tinker Taylor and soldier her a spy. <laughs> yeah. Gary Oldman, man, Academy Award winner, dude should win an Emmy for the show. He's gonna, he's willing to do it as long as you know they want to keep making it. Um, and there's a ton of books, so they have a lot of source material to work with. But it's just yeah. a great show. It's a, it's a great spy thriller. Great spy, th- and that's what I'm finding. Like, I mean, I, I go through periods where I, where I um, watch a lot of this kind of stuff, and Netflix has had over the years. I don't remember any names of them, but they'll. I mean, they kind of, you know, they put Peaky Blinders on. It's not Spy Thrower, but they do import some of this stuff from BBC in the UK. Mm-hmm. And and kind of, I've watched two or three at least on Netflix over the past, like, five, six years. I don't remember the names, but they're really good. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the British spy, spy Thrower shows are great. They know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's in this, I think season two kind of took the, and it was like kind of, you know, Russian sleeper agents. And I mean, there was stuff in the news a few years ago with that, like, um, that kind of same thing. So it's, it's pretty relevant. So, but it's really good. And an unusual show that was just like, thank you. Thank you for sitting and watching the season finale of season one, by the way, here's, clip a yeah, clip from season two get ready and it's like you've already filmed it how is that po- i don't have to wait like three years for it what the fuck 
Yeah, and where like when's the last time you've seen that? Where you get it right after the preview for the next season, right after I I can't like, even think of a TV show that's done that. Just in in my mind. I can think of movies, right? Like Avengers, all of that shit. Back to the Future did it. Like Yeah. Can't think of a TV show that did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear um I, I same. It was kind of, I just remember, like, I think I told, did I call you and say, like, did you see the post-credits where they, and you're like, what? And you went back what, and watched it. What post-credits? It. Yeah. Like, and that's, I think shows are starting to catch on to that because even uh, For All Mankind did it, like season one and season two. Yes. And I had no idea until after the, like, seasons were over and was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. It's a good way to do it and keep it kind of on your on your mind. So, yep. would you have it number four again? Was it Severance? Severance, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got that further up. What's your number three? My number three is another show you didn't watch, Andor. Ah, I just started it today. Haven't made ah, it past okay. the first episode yet, but yeah. So you, we'll see if your journey is the same as mine. This this was actually on a lot of people's list, like the top show of the year. Yeah, and definitely. I kept hearing my, that. My top three are the favorite, my favorite shows of this year, and I could have put them in any order. It, there was Andor's thirteen episodes, like twelve or thirteen. Um, so it's it's long, and usually, usually I lose interest when they go past like eight. Yeah, but kind of the thing with Andor was that, to me, the season feels like it's 12 episodes, and it's almost in, like, four three-episode blocks where it's, like, it's kind of... I mean, it's not set that way, but it almost kind of feels that way. It's like Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. There's... But, like, a couple of those blocks are, like, fantastic. And there's... I think it's episodes like nine, ten, eight, nine, ten, or something like that that take place in a different setting. And it's like, those were just mind-blowing. It's just really good. Nice. Um, and they said, people ask, like, do you need to know anything about Star Wars? Um, watching it, I'm like, I'll tell you this. I said, I asked my Star Wars buddy when I said, I'm really, Andor looks really good, but I don't like, are they going to spend the whole time on Andor? And he's like, Hey idiot. Andor is the guy's name. Andor <laughs> is the planet or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> I didn't know who Cassie and Andor was, but I'm not that big in Star Wars, but we watch a lot of the, you know, Star Wars or the Mandalorian, Boba Fett. Yep. Um, Obi-Wan. But I don't know a lot of the lore and I honestly didn't even pay attention because there's so many people. If you watch, I've watched all the star Wars movies and a couple of years ago, I watched them in like order of the story. Oh yeah. And it still didn't make any sense to me, but <laughs> <laughs> so, but I enjoy it. And Andor is like, Andor is almost like, um, like a spy, it's almost it's in the vein of a spy thriller. It's kind of like 
you like slow horses, you like that type of show, you're going to like Andor, and you don't need to know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Like, um, But it was really good. I highly recommend everybody watching it. Yeah, from what I've seen so far in the first episode, I'm really liking like the the, the attitude that they gave him because uh, he came from Rogue One, right, before I knew anything about him. Yeah. Um, and so now he's got this show, and it just seems like it's pretty good. Like, he's a spy, and he's kind of working his way through the underground. It's a part of Star Wars you don't normally see is the underground part of the world and how, like, gritty and, like, not great it is. So it's it's an interesting take for Star Wars. There's cool uh, Kumail Nanjiani's in that episode, too. <laughs> You'll see. Is he um, running the Star Wars version of Chippendales? <laughs> yeah, he's got an underground uh, <laughs> male strip club. Um, <laughs> no, but one thing is he has, um, with Andor, there's not a lot of, like, monsters and uh, droid. I mean, there's a droid, but it's not like different. It's just like people. Yeah, it's not heavy so, on those aspects. Yeah. And you get into like aspects of the Empire and like the day-to-day operations and, you know, you get a, in, into a lot of the, some of the detail on that. So. Nice. What did you have at number three? Number three, Hot D. Uh, so I had that, so this, I had that as number 18 and while I really liked it, I just, I couldn't put it ahead of anything else that I had, That's a fair um, point. but it was really good. So go on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's right. We all know it's the prequel to game of Thrones that we've done multiple episodes on, on hot, hot dragon house of the dragon um <laughs> Ooh, hot dragon hot dragon i'm gonna change the name to that hot d um, energy hot dragon energy yeah. um but really interesting take that they're doing on how the targaryen house rose and and fell um leading to the game of thrones uh series and got the book for christmas fire and blood started reading it it's amazing background there's so much that the the series doesn't go into with the you know, the conquest of Aegon the first. So um, it's just this huge universe that I'm glad they're fleshing out a little bit more. Don't fuck it up HBO, but um, you've got really great potential. There's a lot of source material. Um, So I thought it was great. I mean, you you got to see dragons in the first episode, whereas game of Thrones took five seasons. So they know what to give us. (laughs) They got to the dragons really quick and that was good. And I liked about, it was like almost two to the, there's like the intermission was like, I mean, it's yeah, halfway through it became it's jumped ahead, what 30 or 20, yeah, something uh, like that, yeah, yeah. And that's when we got, um, was it Olivia Clark or yeah, Olivia Cook, or yeah, Cook, Cook, yeah, um, and but yeah, I mean, I at first I was like, oh, they should keep these same actors, right? The, um, uh, the first four episodes where it was the young ones with um, yeah, Mom, Millie Alcock. Oh, yeah, Millie Alcock. Yep. And I'm like, man, how's it going to get better? And then it took off. Like, once they yeah. jumped ahead, like, it took off big time. Like, and then meanwhile, like, Viserys is, like, getting older and nastier. Yeah. And Damon is, like, still the same. Solid jawline. No hunch. He's like, one of the dodged a bullet. <laughs> one of the best episodes of TV this year was the Viserys episode. Yes. So, I mean, it had, it was really good. 
So, I mean, it, it should be in anybody's top 10. Um, it's a, it was a great show, especially if you like house, if you like, um, um, George R. R. Martin stuff and HBO has done a pretty good job yep. with this stuff for sure. Um, so that was three, right? Yep. What'd you have at number two? For number two, I had industry season ah, two. Didn't watch it. Great show. So like just this year, I started watching industry season one. And I think we finally finished it in August or September. And season two came out this year, right around the same time, I think. But I just watched season two coming back from or going to and coming back from London. Actually, I finished season one and most of season two in December. So there is a little recency bias, but it's like, it's a show about like post-grads working at banks, investment banks in London, um, fictionalized versions of it. But Blanca, for them, those who may or may not know, Blanca used to work in that industry in London uh, for many years. And she can concur that it is very similar. <laughs> the show is very similar I mean, they do the painstaking good job of the terminology, and but just working on a trading desk and the environment it is is very similar. But it was just so it's so good. Um, it's just young people like it's like almost it's like a soap opera, but with with parties and drugs and stock trading and rich people and uh and it's set in london so like i mean just like we just came back from london and you go to the restaurants and like you know you're watching it and they're like oh let's go to um all bar one or slug and lettuce and we're like hey that's a restaurant we passed on you know <laughs> and you see that's kind of like with slow horses too i look and i'm like wait was i on that train is i like you know it's, wait <laughs> I know that building, that big glass building. That's, that's like triangle is the shard. And then like the little egg, like they show some, that's still like the, like where the mayor of London and the, the office, like there, like, so, you know, some of these shows, like two of my top 10 that take place in London <laughs> yeah. are like, I was just there too. So I may be a little fatuated with that town, but no, that's banging. It's really good, and it's just, it's kind of, like, really, like, fast-paced, and, you know, they're making all these high-dollar trades, and uh, it's fun. It's a good show. It doesn't get, nice. this is another thing that doesn't get, like, advertised very well by, um, like, for, like, Tokyo, like, actually, because I have five HBO Max shows on my top ten, Barry at Tokyo Vice, we on the city and industry don't get a lot of publicity. Nope. The white Lotus didn't in the first season, but now it's blown up. It's all over the place it's so everywhere. Yeah. That was the other one, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. Industry watch it. It's two, eight episodes of piece seasons and it goes by really quick because it's nice. really fast paced and fun to watch. It's like succession, but it's the people that are trading Succession's money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's like it's the a trade floor of Succession. Yeah, yeah, it's the investment bankers that that help keep those rich people rich, <laughs> and 
in the season two, Jay Duplantis it plays this Jesse Bloom character, this rich American guy who they called like Mr. COVID because mm-hmm. he made like just a trillion dollars on COVID trading, like yeah. with, with stocks related to that. He's really good um, in this show. So nice. A lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. So I'm going to have to watch that for sure. What did you have at number two? Uh, my number two, White Lotus. Uh, so good. I think we've sent so many Instagram like feeds and reels between each other of shit that included the theme song and just us like of people like dancing to it or fucking singing it. Hey, the best, <laughs> the best one is the real like. And I follow this lady now, and it's like I guess her and her husband are partner, and they do they do spoofs on a bunch of different TV shows. But they're sitting on a couch. And they're like, all right, babe, it's time to watch Spy Lotus season two. And the theme song starts off real slow. And they're like, hmm, all right. I guess they changed the theme song. I'm not sure. It's so, and then they're like, and it starts to pick up. And then they're like, what? What? And then, like, is it? And then it gets all where it gets crazy. And they're like jumping up and down, like <laughs> in the living room. And it's just, I mean, that's how, like, that's honestly, I mean, I didn't get out of bed, but that's like what's going through my head, like when I would watch the show, I'm like, we would, if I started it and Blanca got up, to, I'm like, I we pause. She's like, pause it, like in the theme, in the opening theme song, because oh yeah, it's like it's just so good. It was, it's a character of its own in that show, and I, I, I will admit, I didn't jump off the couch, but I definitely was like fist bumping. Yeah, I was like, yeah. uh, uh, like yeah, shit was so good. Mike White is just crushing it. Um, that show was hilarious and amazing, and it had you going in ten different directions. Um, I think one of the funniest memes I saw or, or reels was like Roman Roy from Succession watching the rocket launch rocket explosion. I said that to you too. <laughs> but it was Tanya falling off the boat, and he's just like, yeah. anyways. Dude, we were we were in London, and we were on the. I think we were at the tube stop, and I'm laughing, and I'm like, Blanca, watch this, and she's like. Okay, well, Roman Royce, okay, that's when the shuttle was going. Wait, wait, why is Jennifer Coolidge on there? Like, like she falls off and he, he just puts it back in his pocket. Like, like when, there we come, the launch goes. Like, great, great. And, like, you know, it's just like. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Dude, that whole cast just crushed it. Um I can't wait yeah. for the next season. I, 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 we don't know if anything's going to be brought over from this season into the next, like Tanya was yeah. from season one to two. But yeah, I, I think there will be. But dude, it's just it's, the show's going to win so many Emmys. Season three is going to be uh, White Lotus Italian courtroom, like Greg <laughs> and Tom Hollander are on trial for the. I <laughs> know uh, Tom's on there. That Greg, <laughs> Greg's on trial in an Italian court, uh, and Portia's a surprise witness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Dude, Jack, be Jack so has good. to try to assassinate her uh, during the show. No. Um, what a what a comeback character in that show, Jack. I think we talked about him almost, if not more, than anybody else in the show. Just making fun of that guy and just being blown away by his character. Being from Essex, you know. I'm going to go have a shit and then we'll get another oh, beer. Oh, it's blowing bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was, it was good. I, you know, every, this is the thing. The, Every minor character, and just think of even season one, right? The first thing you saw 
is Armand and Lottie and Dylan and like the and then Lottie is a pregnant lady. I think it was Lottie. She was in there for like tw- like three minutes. Is like giving birth and they get her out of there. You never see her again. But you yeah. think like she's going to be an important person in the show. They do such a good job with even the minor characters. Yeah, it's like so if you go good. Back, if you go back and watch the first episode when they're when uh, me and Lucia are walking through and she says hi to Alessio and 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 then he comes back as the fake pimp and then the very last scene they're walking down in Alessio's. Um, the doorman at another hotel and there's like yeah. Ciao, Alessio. Like it's just it's just so good. Like the he does a good job in writing even for the minutia and yeah. the minor. They're characters. just so distinct in how they I mean, even Salvatore, but um guy's got the best voice I've ever heard. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean it I I just I have the last episode it comes out on J- January second for Welcome to Chippendales, but Armand is played by Murray Bartlett. And he's going to be in The Last of Us on HBO as well. Guy's crushing it right now. Yeah. So, he can't do but, anything wrong. Yeah, no. And Jackie and I are always making fun of his character from season one because she was in hospitality. And all I, every time I think of him, all I can think of is he's talking to the to Lainey on the shore. And she's got like yeah. that stain on her shirt. Oh, it's like, Lainey. Okay, I called her Lottie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what is that? Right yeah. down your left hand. Is that, is that tuna salad? It's <laughs> just like, what? Just... Fantastic writing. I mean, so yeah. for me, the show came in at number two. It was a banger. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, what did you have at number one? Number one, Severance. I think that was my mid-year number one. Um, the show fucking slaps. Yeah. In the words of, of I, I think it's Dylan, the character's yeah. name. But so original. The acting, the right, I total come from behind show considering – Ben Stiller was attached to it, and his latest work has not always been that. He's had some revolutions recently. Um, there's a TV show on Netflix with Ben uh, Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler and Dustin Hoffman. Really good writing. Um, but he's like a creator on the show. I mean, it's yeah. f- fucking unbelievable how good it is. And just the last scene, I, I can see it in my mind with Ad, um, main guy's name. Um, Adam Scott. Adam Scott, um, and he's like, she's alive. Anyways, um, show blew my mind with the whole year number one for me. What was your number yeah. one? So, well, just real quick on Severance. Yeah, I yeah. said that was, I think it was my number two during the half because I had Station Eleven, but it was so good. And, I mean, just the actors in it. And we saw some breakout, like, people with um, Trammell Tillman and Zach Cherry um we're just so good and i mean freaking christopher walken oh patricia arquette and john, john tatora oh. and adam scott class actors class acting one of the most beautifully shot shows as well yes. i'm a big visual person yes um because that's why i don't read books because i was create i was creative when i was a kid and i could imagine this and now i just need it to be told and visualized for me. So I don't have to think about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's where we agree is like how some of these shows are shot. Succession is shot a totally different way from a lot of other shows over the shoulder looks, the way that uh, uh, Severance was shot where they're moving down these halls and they're turning and turning and turning. Mm-hmm. And it's just, 
crazy ways that they're bringing cinematography to television is unbelievable. One of the best scenes, one of the best parts in the show is he's like walking her down like a series of hall for like five minutes. And you're like, (laughs) it's just white hallways. It's just, it's crazy. So good. Um, But yeah, we talked, you know, so a lot of these like um, Severance and The White Lotus, we talked about a lot. So we don't need to go into long explanations. Uh, My number one. Let, Let me guess. Is it winning time? The story of the Lakers. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was number thirty. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, was way down there for me. It was number twenty five. It was not good. Anyway, sorry. But you could probably deduce from how much I talked about this show. I mentioned it in almost every episode, like about how everybody should watch it. Um, but my number one is Atlanta. Yep. And Atlanta had two seasons this year, but the the last season, I mean, so you can group both, but. It's just, I'm a big fan of Donald Glover and everything that he does. And this show, seasons one through four, unlike any other show. And season four was the final season. And season three, I think, was earlier this year. Season four came out towards the end of the year. And it has one of the best series finales that I've ever seen. And I don't want to spoil it in case anybody watches it. But... It's like, I think it's, if you watch like Community and watch Donald Glover act in Community, he's just a different person. And the way he acts a character and tells a story, it's it's well done. And it's like, it's believable and natural. Like, it's not, like you could see a group of friends getting into the stuff they get into. Oh yeah. There's, and I think in season three, there's like three or four episodes where the main characters aren't even in there at all. So it's, he dares to do stuff differently and he could have kept the show going on for forever, but he's like, "Eh, I've told my story and this is what I want to tell. And the finale is, you know, it's completely different than what you would expect the finale to be. And it was like the perfect ending to a show. Nice. So it's, but it didn't wrap anything up. So it actually asked more questions, which was perfect because that's what I like because I like to think about it. That's that's but, great though because it's, it's, it's telling, like you just said, like it could happen to any group of guys, right? Yeah. It's a TV show that is about life and life day-to-day life doesn't have an ending right so why yeah. try to wrap oh they got together yeah. and they were married and they yeah. lived have no fucking way like yeah. it's it life just keeps going i think that's a fresh perspective for a tv show well and that's and that's like so just earn is um his uh so it's paper boy he was a rapper earn is his cousin paper boy <laughs> uh earn is his cousin turned manager and his baby mama van and um then they have Darius is like kind of the you say he's like the hanger on friend of, of Paperboy, but he's yeah. not really like a hanger on. He's like just an eclectic dude that does kind of like his own thing that whatever he wants. And he is like just he doesn't get into things that um the rest of like they all are their own people doing their own thing. 
but a lot of times together and but at the end of the and season four, Ern is like thinking about going to LA, and a lot of the journey is like deciding and trying to get like Van, the baby mama, and the mom and the and the daughter to go with him if he goes. But it does it doesn't harp on that. It just touches on it occasionally. Yeah. And so you think the final, it's like there'll be everybody's at the airport saying bye, Ern, but isn't don't even go in, like doesn't even touch about him yeah. leaving. They're, so they're packing just, up the car, watching him drive yeah. down the street. Nah, nah. Oh, it's like I don't know. I was just thinking when you said that, it reminded me of I think it was uh Menace of Society and the one of my favorite movies, and they're like packing up to go to Atlanta, and of course then you know, drive by happens and gets shot and you know, like, so nothing like that. It's just, it's just like another day, another yeah. day happens. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful. It's such a good show. And it's, it's definitely different than shows that are out there. So it's a, it's a good, good watch and a fun hang. And they spend a whole season in Europe. There's an episode right. where we're sort of doing drugs in Amsterdam and you see multiple of them during the episode. Like <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's, um, it's a fun show. So I, that's probably, we probably talked about it too long, but that no, was it's, my it's a good one. one. And it's number one, man. When so, it's number one, you got to talk about it. Yeah. So let's recap our list. So my top 10 is 10 Barry, nine Tokyo Vice, eight White Lotus, seven We Own the City, six Slow Horses, five The English, Four Severance, three Andor, two Industry, and one Atlanta. What nice. was yours again? Yeah, my my top ten was uh, ten was Echo three, nine was Ozark season four, eight was For All Mankind season three, seven was Stranger Things, six was Outer Range, five was Tokyo Vice, four was Slow Horses. Three was House of the Dragon, two was White Lotus, and one was Severance. Killer, killer lineup of shows between all 10 of them, between our 20 total top 10 shows. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about these shows in any detail, but give me your bottom five shows. Bottom five? All right. I watched some some shit that you didn't watch, but... uh, There is some stuff that I did watch that we did share, but uh, bottom five. Uh, starting from the bottom to the top. So, worst show, Inventing Anna on Netflix. Oh, see, I didn't watch that. Okay. Had a lot of potential. We knew it was... Uh, uh, Ruthie. Ruth from, from Ozark. Couldn't get into it. Wasn't, wasn't for me. Um, How I Met Your Father <laughs> was one above that. Um, You know, really liked How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Jackie was watching How I Met Your Father. I watched it. Could have gone without it. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. I had that at thirty one, so that was pretty close. We're to... not far off, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, followed by Boba Fett. I had that at twenty one. I thought that was one of the better ones of of. It was better than I thought. It was better than Obi Wan. Um. All right, so my I had we oh, crashed, and then, and then I had Moon Knight. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah, which I don't. <sighs> Now, now looking at it, I'm like, uh, I should have moved the the one above that one should be further down, which is my biggest letdown of the year. But we'll get yeah. to that. What was your bottom five? I had We Crashed at number forty, which should have been better because like 
I actually liked the actors in there, but I could as I, said, I could not get into it at all, and I thought it was just kind of corny. Um, I watched a show called The Invisible Pilot on HBO. It's a documentary about a guy that supposedly jumped off a bridge, but he hmm. left in a plane. And another a Netflix one called Sins of Our Mother, which was a documentary thing as well. Uh, number thirty-seven. I had God's Favorite Idiot which was with McCartney uh, on Netflix. It was like, uh, it was actually fun to watch, but it was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then I had 36, I had The Patient, uh, the Steve Carell. Um, that was my, that was my next one up was The Patient. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the only, so like my, so getting into the top 20, I had like, 20, I had Righteous Gemstones, then 19, Out of Range, then 18, House of the Dragon, 17, Westworld, then Ozark, Stranger Things. And then, like, my 13 through 11, I had The Dropout, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Holmes, Resident Alien, and For All Mankind. So, like, my favorite show to watch this year, and I, I waited for this week to week religiously, was Resident Alien on on sci-fi peacock yeah. whatever uh alan tudyk and this season was so good like it's a fun show to watch like it's so stupid Mar- marcos watches it too me and marcos would talk yeah. about it every week like yeah. he's like dude you watch Rose alien it's like yeah he's like what the fuck's going on with this alien like and i'm like i don't know but it's funny you know so um we'd always have like fun text messages back and forth but um, but that's so it's so no one knows about the show. I don't even know if anybody watches it. <laughs> it's on sci-fi. They don't hype it up hardly at all. Like I only know about it from you and Marcos. Like that's the crazy yeah. thing. It's so Did you have Avenue five anywhere on your list. Yeah. I had it at uh 25. Okay. I had it at 20. Yeah. It, it's so hard. Cause like, I really loved American horror story. I have a 22 mm. righteous gemstones. Like I said, was one of the best comedies of the year. Um, twenty like under the I had gemstone at twelve. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, if you look at my top ten, I don't. I wouldn't consider Barry. A, I guess Barry's a dramedy, dark um, comedy. Yeah, dark dark comedy. Uh, Atlanta, maybe com- it's not really a comedy. Um, a dramedy, dark. I don't know. I mean the. The only true comedy, my true comedy is at number 20. Well, I guess Resident, well, Resident Alien is like sci-fi. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough years for comedy, like pure comedy. Avenue That's 5 true. is a pure comedy. And the first season was was good after like 10 watches. I have to go back and watch the second season more and more again. But I agree. I remember watching Avenue 5 the first season and being like, ha, 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 funny. And then going back and, watch, and being like, Holy shit, that was so messed up. And let, so I agree. I think season two deserves a rewatch. Um, there's yeah. gonna probably be ten thousand things I missed, but um yeah, I <laughs> winning time was number twenty-five for me. It was it had its moments, but it was definitely not as great as they hyped it up to be. Yeah, it was fun to watch, and that's so I mean it is coming out with season two in twenty twenty three. It was a fun watch, but it was like yeah, it's yeah. nothing really to talk about. Yeah, it it's 
John C. Riley brought it a couple of times, but outside of that, I mean, the guy looked like Magic Johnson. I'll give him yeah. that, yeah. but just wasn't it wasn't all it was yeah i watch it from week to week but but and the the way they shot it was good in the old school yeah. like that part was good but i mean it was i don't know i'm not a big lakers fan but that no. era of basketball it'll be interesting to see as they go um further on like when they play the rocket when the rockets um in the 80s with yep. this, so you know in that era would it with some houston team thrown in maybe a little more but yeah um so i would so there's some shows that we didn't watch that got a got a little um got some pub um so one of the shows two shows that did didn't watch that were highly rated on a lot of people's end of the year was were the bear on fx Mm, with a guy from um uh shameless and where he's like a cook opens a restaurant or sandwich shop in Chicago. It's supposed to be really good. And Pachenko on Apple TV. Um, those are two that I still want to watch that I haven't watched uh, that were highly rated. And then the other two, Tulsa King and 1923, the two mm-hmm. Taylor shared shows. Oh, by the way, 1883 was like number four, 13 or 14 on my list. So that was hard to keep up the top 10. And where was Yellowstone season three for you? Uh, not watched. <laughs> we have not. We have not broken the seal, people. We are not watching Yellowstone yet. I've got to watch all the prequels first. Yeah. So eighteen eighty three, then nineteen twenty three, and then whatever other number comes before that. Have you not heard the next one? No. I almost sent you the article. Was reading it last night. It's called. Uh, Yellowstone, the four sixes. So it's six, 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 right? It's yeah. about a ranch in West Texas and how it's like crazy shit happened back then. So, and then they were also doing a prequel about um, the uh, African American sheriff in uh, 1883 or the, the oh, Marshall. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're doing, yeah. yeah uh, 1883 season two is about that dude. So get ready for that. Wow. So, yeah. Th- did you know he bought that ranch? Yeah, so the, the ranch that they sixes. shoot on? Yeah, yeah. That's the four sixes ranch. So he actually yeah. bought that ranch and he's doing a TV show about it. So yeah. it's gonna be some crazy yeah. shit. Um that Big universe time. is just blowing up. Yeah. Um I think two TV shows that uh at least one that I think got really popular. Not that I have a lot of interest in it, but I, I can't, just from some of the clips I've seen, I really do kind of want to watch it. But Wednesday on Netflix. Like there are scenes uh, yeah. in that that have blown up on Instagram that I'm like, okay, that actually might be pretty good. I'm not a big Adams family guy, but yeah. just the way the acting was in it and some dancing scenes, it looked pretty good. Um Yeah, that's been trending a, a lot as well. Yeah. And then um I just started Andor, so that's somewhat on my not watched yet list, but it's 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 making its way there. Um and then this other one that I really want to watch is George and Tammy. It's about uh, George Jones. Oh, George Jones and Tammy, yeah. Yeah, and it's on Showtime. Haven't watched it yet. I think it just started, um, but really been wanting to watch that. I love Michael Shannon. He plays George Jones. That's right. Guy's an amazing yeah. act. I saw yeah. the, the trailer for that. Yeah. What was uh, – let me let me ask you something because we – I'm just looking at my list. I've got 36 shows I watched this year. Another 15 to 20 that I haven't watched. But of the shows that you watched this year, what was your biggest <laughs> – disappointment or letdown what was the worst show so 
I was probably most hyped for the patient yes. with Steve Carell. Most hype, biggest letdown would be that. Yes. Um, the other one for me is Westworld. I think it mm. was not. I was super hyped for it because it was coming back and yep. it was it's Westworld season. And it was good. And I think the letdown for me more was that we're not going to see the conclusion. Yep. And because it's not been renewed and it's been canceled. And at the, I think it was before Christmas or the end of the year, they're taking all of Westworld off of HBO Max. Yeah. So, so they don't have to pay the the the, the rights yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to keep having it online. So, yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah. So that, especially because the first season is so good. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of like, and even I, I really like the first and second season the yeah. the best, but um, so I think those were the two biggest. Um, and the other one was Under the Banner of Heaven. I think it mm. just kind of tailed off. Yeah, it started out really good, and it kind of like kind of trailed off, in my opinion. So it, it was top twenty you? for me because the history behind that is so yeah. crazy. But I agree, like. It didn't end the way I thought it would. It just ended up with a couple of arrests. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. And then no follow-up to that. Anyways, yeah, for me, The Patient by far was the number one most disappointing TV show. Steve Carell, Dumbo Gleason, serial killer. Steve Carell's this psychiatrist, therapist, whatever. And it just went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I think it. that would have been better as a two-hour movie totally yeah and And actually you could have probably put it on like i mean release it at theaters and put on a streaming service and i would have much preferred that as a two-hour movie if they made it a movie and dropped it in theaters and just knowing that it had steve carell and dom gleason it probably would have pulled in an easy like 50 to 75 mil easily but they dropped it on on Hulu, and it went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> well, I guess it was FX. Attempt. It was yeah, FX, FX on too, Hulu, so yeah. I don't. It'd be interesting to see how many people watched it, you yeah. know, on FX, yeah, and Hulu. But yeah, I think that was the biggest disappointment for me because that we were hyping that up pretty big, yeah, big time. Um, what do you? What are you most? What shows are you most looking forward to next year? Oh man, um, the return of succession. <laughs> yeah, um, that's top. Of I think pretty top. much just the whole HBO 2023 commercial. I could just throw that out there, and that would yeah, just yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. This, that's what I'm going through my head. I think yeah. the last, the Last of Us, Succession. Um, oh, so I know you haven't watched True Detective, but True Detective season four with fucking Jody, whatever her name is. Um, What's the lady? Um, the Are you talking about Nell. the chick from Righteous Gemstone? No, 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 no. Um, she played like um, Jodie Foster. Oh, what? whoa, yeah. deep cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That looks. I they just had a little bitty piece of it in the HBO trailer, but man, that's gonna be. I don't know. Like True Detective season one is like my all time jam. So. And it's going to be based in Alaska. Yeah. 
shit, that's going to be good. The last sunset of the year. I'm just reading like a script, like snippet that HBO posted on Twitter. And it's uh, like the last line of it is, is the last sunset of the year. All right. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and start over True Detective. That's going to be good shit. Yeah. yeah. Season one is like Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson, Alexander Daddario. And it takes place in Louisiana. There's even yeah. a scene where they go to Beaumont, Texas. Like, <laughs> it's wild. So it's, good. Yeah. Got to hit that up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are the main things. I think also Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, Perry Mason season two. I don't. I don't know if we'll get Stranger Things oh, this year. The White House Plumbers. Oh, yes. Another Woody Harrelson joint. And Justin Thoreau. That's going to be. I hope it's going to be delicious. It's it's FX on Hulu again. No, don't it's HBO. It's HBO it H- Max. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get off Dude. your your. Yeah, I gotta get off of FX on though. Hulu. Yeah, good god. Um, and then um, with any luck, Ted Lasso season three. I think that's supposed to come out in March, no? In the spring? I think you're right. I think you're right. It's got to come out next year, but hopefully his breakup with Olivia uh, Wilde didn't uh, affect his brain too much. Nah. (laughs) Sudeikis. He'll be all right. Okay, good, good. Because that didn't work out for her. She she broke up with Harry Styles. So he he came out the winner of that, so we're good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Were there any TV shows that you watch just for fun? I've got some guilty pleasure shit that I watch that I will begrudgingly admit to the fact that I watch. But is there anything that you watch just for the hell of it I mean, that's not great? I mean, um, I said Resident Alien, which I think is great, but a lot of people kind of my um, I rewatch a lot of stuff. Like I often like find myself watching community and good place um on netflix like every night so i mean but those are very good sitcom yeah network sitcom so um i would say god's favorite idiot with most mccartney was probably yeah. the guilty pleasure like i honestly it's a horrible show but it was hilarious so um I'll count that. Yeah. I don't I don't watch a lot of reality shows. Um I, if I'm not watching like any of the shows on my list or rewatching like shows that I watch, I'm watching um football or American football. Oh yeah. Pretty much. So <laughs> yeah. Cool boys, baby. Yeah. Yeah, they won on what? Tuesday, Wednesday. So Yeah, they're they're playing Leicester today. Yeah. Oh, they're playing today too. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've got some guilty pleasures when Jackie's got the, got the remote, you know, we'll watch below deck and all the variations that go along with that. Um, it's basically Jersey shore on a boat. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's, it's a terrible guilty pleasure, but you know, she gets, she gets me watching shit that I, I wouldn't normally watch like Virgin river on Netflix. Um, the rookie, which is, a uh, CBS or ABC TV show. I don't normally watch a lot of like uh network television, but that's that's yeah. on there. Um but there is a TV show. It it was reboot on Hulu. Um with Keegan Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville. Shit was hilarious and it's the same guy who created Just Shoot Me, which was a TV uh-huh. show in the 90s, Stephen Levitan. It's actually hilarious. Yeah. So, nice. 
Yeah. Any uh, any other thoughts on TV shows for this year? Um, it was such a great year. It was. Um, there's so many things like I mean, there's so many things uh, that we didn't get to watch that are good that we're missing out on, and like we didn't talk about any network shows, pretty much. Pretty so, much, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't have cable, so I only watch what's on streaming services. <laughs> Yeah. And I pretty much have all of them, so it doesn't really matter. But yep. um, yeah, I think it was a great year of TV, and I uh, look forward to uh, doing this with you again next year. Definitely, I can't wait. We have a lot of shows to go through next year. Yeah, Succession. We oh. haven't talked about Succession together yet. We can so. finally talk Succession on the podcast because and Ted dude. Lasso. We yes. Talk. Yeah, dude, Succession is such a good slow burn. I fuck yeah! I can't wait to talk about that. We like, I can't believe Connor, uh, Roy, like swap Seaman with uh, you know <laughs> breaking out all the stupid shit that's happened in succession. <laughs> and Tom Longscan's like, did you know whatever they spits in your mouth is called snowballing or whatever? It's like you you wear the napkin over your head so that way you can either shame the enjoyment of eating the sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> the 1% of fuckers, dude. Just such a great show. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have a lot to talk about next year. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens in the Emmys. There's so many good shows, and it, there's going to be some runaways, but I think there'll be some close races. So we'll have to talk about that. Does Jennifer Coolidge win awards since she won all the awards last year? I think she was even better this year in White Lotus. I think she was. I think she was. It's, I don't know who is going to be up against her, but I think yeah. she's going to run away with it. Yeah, it's going to be great. They're going to win a lot of awards again, White Lotus is. Is it, uh, is it classified as a comedy or as a drama in the Emmys? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, it's usually, uh, they do like, I think last year was limited series though, because it was. Oh yeah, that's one. right. Yep. So I don't know what it would be this year. Yep. But. We'll have to see because uh, the crown season five came out and, yeah, another uh, thing I don't watch either. So yeah, the the woman who plays Diana knocked it out of the park in this season. So it's like, oh, like if if they're both going to be in drama, that's going to be a tough road for Jennifer Coolidge. But I can't imagine yeah. that's going to be in the same category. So, but yeah, lot that we watched. Really appreciate people sticking in, you know, and 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 listening through our top ten and our <laughs> crazy dialogue of our top twenty and top thirty and our our biggest top disappointments. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think we need to share our at least top 10 on Instagram. You know, we can kind of, I'll send you a picture of what I got. Yeah, send me yours, yeah. Yeah, we could pop it up on the on the feed. Um, would love to hear what other people thought was a better, you know, what they thought were better TV shows compared to what we had, if there are any. Um, but it can't no, be, right? No, yeah. <laughs> we're the be-all, end-all of, uh, we're the arbiter of uh, good TV. So. That's right. <laughs> Um, but appreciate everybody for listening and, and catching up uh, this week's podcast. Be sure to listen in next week. We will be talking about the finale of uh, Slow Horses uh, season two and what to expect in season three. As And I'll bring a little flavor of uh, Echo three as that finale is also today. Um, so tell everybody about us. You know, we're on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod. You know, check us out on Instagram at Can We Kick a Pod. Email us at canwekickitpod1 at gmail.com. And you can go to our website, kickingamedia.com. And as Chuck always, always loves to say, peace. See you next year.